that door to heaven is Stargate. Come on, you, you must have some ideas. Don't be afraid. Just pitch them out. We call it... Don't worry, no one's going to judge you. Scott, this is Colonel Young. Come in, please. What's your position? Um, if I'm sure if we, maybe we can write it on an interface program that can take care of all this. Hello, Rodney, will you please answer me? Uh, here's what I want us to try. Rodney. We'll take a... Um, Rodney. Mac with a generator. Rodney. And, um... Rodney! And, uh... Rodney! Rodney! Yes, what? We are the Furlings. We thought we'd never get to meet you. Be honest, I wouldn't mind one last jaunt through the old orifice. We call it that sometimes, don't we? Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi Scheme of Podcast. I'm Damon Shaw, and with me as always is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us tonight? Tonight we've got... Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi Scheme of Podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. This week's battle is Best of Stargate. Uh, I believe next month, in another, well, few days, it's going to be, uh, they're going to do a Stargate rewatch. I can't remember which podcast is doing it, or blog. Is it yours, Justin? No, it's actually Gate World. It's Gate World doing a Stargate rewatch. Karen's like, we gotta do a Best of Stargate episode, and here we are. We're doing a Best of Stargate episode. Uh, with me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Who's joining us tonight? Well, tonight we have Rob Alden. Hey, everyone. Amin Amat. Hello. Jared Formby. Hello. And Justin Nolan. Hey, everybody. So, uh, let me tell you how we do this. We have 32 Stargate-related things. Uh, since this is a best-of show, it can be anything related to Stargate. Uh, characters, storylines, quotes, episodes, objects, philosophies, uh, pretty much anything as long as it's somehow connected to uh, the Stargate franchise. Uh, we set these up in elimination tournament style brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. We pit one against the other and put it to a vote. The winner moves on to the next round where it starts all over again until one is crowned the best of Stargate. Uh, as always, you determine the criteria that you want to use for each match. Uh, any rationale you want, as long as it supports your choice and makes sense to you. And uh, what do we call that? Yes, Geek Logic, the heart of any good geek fight. All right, let's start the fights. Rob, the first fan, he is very nervous to be here with us. He is our first fan. Our fifth episode, it was submitted by him. So that's how long it took us to get him on here. Rob, you get to start this fight. It is Kurt Russell versus Eli Wallace. This is great. Okay, here's how I see this first fight going. Kurt Russell played Jack O'Neill in the film, I believe. And Jack O'Neill goes on to be the main character of the Stargate franchise, longer than any other character. 
while Eli goes on to what last two seasons on the series that decided to abandon the fun quirky side and kill the franchise regardless of how good it was I'm going to go with Kurt Russell on this one uh, vote for Kurt Russell Mike uh you know everything you said uh, is is true. And actually, when I first saw this, I didn't I didn't even know who Eli Wallace was. I did see the show. I just didn't remember his name. Uh, for some reason, I thought that it was Kurt Russell versus Eli Wallach, and I never remembered him being in in Stargate. I didn't even know if he was alive when Stargate was on. Uh, so. I was uh, I was pretty much leaning towards Kurt Russell. Uh, he certainly has been a darling on our show and has tremendous geek cred. But Eli Wallace is he is the Stargate Universe nerd. He is the uh, the one that I guess we would be if we were on the show. Certainly, I, I don't think I'm cut up for any soldiering or or much science stuff. But uh, he's uh, he's the nerd. He's our our viewpoint on the world and. Um, I've just got to vote for him for that. Uh, vote for Eli. I mean, no, Eli Wallace was interesting, but as this as SGU went on, I found it kind of boring, you know. But now we got Kurt Russell. Come on, that's motherfucking Jack Burton there. You, Eli Wallace doesn't even stand a chance. So, uh, Kurt Russell. Uh, vote for Kurt Russell and Jared. Uh, Kurt Russell's on this list because I put him here. Um, I know there's a long-standing geek fight tradition, which uh, Kurt Russell seems to like get these free passes. So I put him here just to see if he'd get a free pass in the first round of Stargate. Um, but now that he's up against Eli Wallace, and I've already heard some smack talk about uh, SGU, I'm going to have to say I'm going to go with Eli Wallace because he is one of the few SGU characters here. And, uh, I just like Stargate Universe, so I'm going to go with Eli Wallace. A vote for Eli Wallace. It is all tied up and coming down to you, Justin. Which one do you have? I'm so excited that I get to do the tie-breaking vote on this one because, A, I put Eli Wallace on the list, and Eli totally rules the world because he rocks. He is us. A vote for Eli Wallace. And think about it. Kirk Russell only lasted for one movie. What was it? 90 Minutes? At least Eli lasted two seasons. And Eli Wallace takes the win. We are on to the next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Teal'c Like Star Wars versus Ergo, also known as Dom DeLuise. Uh, I'm, I'm not familiar with uh, Teal'c Like Star Wars, but um, I also like Star Wars. And I, I really like the concept of uh, this, this alien... Um, this alien being coming to Earth, encountering our science fiction, and uh, and connecting with it. But uh, Dom DeLuise was awesome in Cannonball Run, so I'm going to vote for him. A vote for Dom DeLuise. I mean, you know, as far as I put, I put Dom DeLuise on the list. Um, then again, I also think did I put the Star Wars one too? Like Star Wars was the one of them. Well. Yeah, I mean, Dom DeLuise, Cannonball Run, what was his name? Captain whatever. But yeah, Captain I mean, Chaos. Yeah, Captain Chaos was hot. I mean, the Teal character and his relationship with the human race was very entertaining and also very enlightening because he identified with a lot of stuff that we have. But uh, I'm sorry, I have a real soft spot for Dom DeLuise, so I'm going to go with uh, Ergo. Another vote for Ergo. 
Jared? Uh, the odd thing is that uh, um, Dom DeLuise is related to Peter DeLuise, who's got a lot to say about, or a lot of, uh, a big hand in the uh, direction of a lot of Stargate uh, episodes, and I believe he's also a producer for a lot of this franchise, going from SG-1 all the way to SGU. I mean, his name is still there. And I appreciate that, and I appreciate Dom DeLuise and all, but, I mean, Mike started to sound it out when he was talking about an alien coming to Earth and experiencing Earth culture and finding things that he did enjoy, Star Wars being one of them. One is watching Teal'c stumble around our culture. They did one episode where, uh, where Teal'c uh, ended up like helping like, a runaway girl or something like that, I remember. And uh, that, that was awesome. And I wanted so much more of SG-1 to do that. I wanted to see, I wanted to see Tilk go to the mall. I wanted to see Tilk do all these things, but they didn't incorporate it often enough. But I'm going to vote for Tilk Love Star Wars because I just love that he went and rented that movie and brought it back and he's so excited. And I believe he assumed the humans hadn't even seen it. So I'm going to go Tilk Love Star Wars. Tilk likes Star Wars. Justin? I am also going to vote Teal like Star Wars because I think it's interesting like they said that an alien comes and enjoys our science fiction. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan but obviously I'm a huge science fiction fan so Teal like Star Wars for the win plus I think Urga is annoying. It is all tied up when it comes down to you Rob. Which way are you going? As much as I love Ergo, I'm going to have to go with Teal like Star Wars. Teal said he liked Star Wars nine times. He said he saw it nine times. And since 9 is my favorite number, and since Jack was holding a pizza at the time of this, and I love pizza, that's what I'm going to go with. Teal like Star Wars. And Teal like Star Wars takes to the win. We're on to our next fight. Amin, this one is yours. It is Dr. Rush Can't Trust Dr. Rush versus the Firefly alumni showing up on Stargate. Well, I'm, the Dr. Rush character, I actually immensely enjoy um, from the very first episode all the way up until the last. I mean, the, the internal human conflict and conflict of interest that he had against everybody else, I thought was actually... I, I enjoyed it. I mean, he's one of the few characters that made me want to watch SVU on a, on, on a weekly basis. You know, And even now, I would wish it still would continue. Um, the Firefly alumni, I mean, really, the main... Or should I say the only alumni that I actually enjoyed watching, besides Morena, which was like on season 10, was uh, Adam Baldwin when he came on as, I think he was one of the lieutenants on one of the SG teams. And his rant about how he enjoyed going off-world than having to stay at home and taking care of his children, I thought that was hilarious and classic stuff. But uh, in this particular case, I'm going to have to go with Dr. Rush. Dr. Rush can't trust Dr. Rush. Jared, go ahead. All right. I'm going to go with Dr. Rush can't trust Dr. Rush. And the reason I'm going to do this is because they brought us this phenomenal character. Um, I think Stargate Universe was phenomenal for a ton of reasons. And some of them might even come out on this podcast. But uh, this character in particular, uh, nobody trusted him. Nobody uh, believed that he had their interest in mind at all. And we as an audience always question that ourselves we didn't know if he was working for his own interests or if he's working for the crew now let's take this idea and let's go to back to the future too where there are two of them 
Dr. Rush met up with Dr. Rush. Uh, the Dr. Rush was from eight hours in the future or something like that. And he uh, detailed this tragedy that had happened to everybody else on the show and how he had, you know, barely escaped himself. And they go and they do some Stargate story stuff and everything's fine. Everything's going down. Stargate episode's almost over. And the two of them are alone. And Dr. Rush asks his counterpart, the survivor, did that really happen? Which was fantastic. It blew my mind that even he couldn't tell if he would have, you know, manipulated the facts just to get the crew to do what he wanted or if he had told the truth. And that was fantastic. And that's Stargate Universe storytelling. And I don't think that particular beat could have happened on any other show with any other character. So I'm totally going with that and plowing the competition. Dr. Rush can't trust Dr. Rush. Justin? I'm going to go with Dr. Rush, can't trust Dr. Rush, because we never really know where Dr. Rush or Dr. Rush stands, and it's just an amazing part of the awesomeness that was Stargate Universe. Dr. Rush gets another vote. Rob? I love Firefly as much as the next guy, but I'm actually going to go with Dr. Rush, can't trust Dr. Can't trust Dr. Rush as well. Rush was just a way more complex character than any of the Firefly alum played. They were way better on Firefly. A uh, vote for Dr. Rush. Can't do- trust Dr. Rush. Mike, is it a clean sweep? Uh, yeah, when you said you like Firefly as much as the next guy, well, I'm the next guy, and I've never voted for Firefly in my life. So I'm not going to start now. Rush. And Dr. Rush can't trust Dr. Rush. Wins in a clean sweep. We are on to our next fight. Jared, this one is yours. It is Vegas versus Furlings, and I don't know what either of these mean. <laughs> all right, all right. If I'm not mistaken, Vegas is an episode of Stargate Atlantis, and uh, this episode uh, is sort of famous with uh, we who worked at Star Trek The Experience because Star Trek The Experience was actually referenced in that episode. And uh, it was Robert Picardo who made the reference, so it's got all kinds of bizarre tie-ins for all of us. But... Um, I remember watching it and thinking, what, what, what is this? Is this like a remake of The Hunger or, or some 80s like crazy cop movie? I could not get into it. But in, truthfully, I didn't know Atlantis as well as I know the other shows. So I really in good conscience can't vote for it, though I appreciate where it came from and I appreciate the reference. I'm going to go with the Furlings because they were this ambiguous, strange like race that was part of the big the whole crux of where the Stargate came from, all that ancient history, and we never knew what they looked like. And then they did this episode called 200, where they just threw furlings in for fun, and they were the most bizarre, stupid-looking things ever made, and they made me laugh out loud, so I'm going to go with furlings. Uh, Vote for the furlings. Justin? I'm going to go Vegas, because I thought it was an amazing episode of Stargate Atlantis. It was the second episode to the the last. It was the one before the finale of the show it just took place basically in an alternate universe that rocked and although i'm a huge stargate mythology fan i always wondered what the furlings were were we ever going to find out any information about them and then severely let down that we never learned anything about them so i vote for vegas uh vote for vegas rob vegas versus the furlings (laughs) this is easy as i'm one as i'm the one who put the furlings off there the longest-running gag in mystery on SG-1 definitely tops Vegas. Then again, I'm one of the few people who didn't care for that episode, so I'm definitely going to give it to the Furlings. A 
uh, vote for the Furlings. Mike? Uh, I'm going to vote for Vegas. Uh, I, I really like this episode a lot. Um, you know, it was, it was it was done in this kind of strange homage to, uh, you know, a, one of the many cop shows that are on. Uh, you know, it's, it's set in Vegas. It's got the, the cast, but in an alternate universe where, uh, where Shepard's not part of the, uh, the Stargate program where he's just a cop. Um, so that was kind of interesting. I thought the visual style, the, the tone of the show, by taking it in a, a direction that stylistically made it look like uh, another show, I think that actually opened some things up because Stargate had a very specific sort of look to the, you know, up until that point, a very kind of, you know, sci-fi show look. Uh, so this looked a lot different. It moved a lot different. I loved the Star Trek experience joke uh, that they had in it. And even though this was this sort of alternate timeline, the events in that episode actually wind up having a, a, a serious impact in the, the main universe. And this could have easily just been a throwaway, hey, look at what's going on in another universe. But they found a way to connect it to the the standard universe without making it any kind of a you know really big crossover. Uh, and I thought that was pretty clever. A vote for Vegas. It is all tied up and it comes down to you, I mean. Alright. Um, the Vegas episode was entertaining. I, I enjoyed it as much as I did Stargate Atlantis, um, but for me, you know, of the three of the three Stargate series, you know, um, for me, it always comes to SG One, SGU, and then Atlantis. Um, so obviously, I'm going to go with the Furlings only because of mythology and the whole setup and mystery of this particular race and who they were, the technology they had, their relationship with pretty much everybody else. I think the was at the top the top three or four races that were all involved, which were like the Asgard, the Nox, and a few other people. Um, I enjoyed it. You know, I really look forward to hearing more about the Furlings. It, it is kind of feeling a bit cheated that we never really got to see one damn little Furling, even though O'Neill always referred to them as some little furry things. But, um, yeah, Furlings. And Furlings moves on. On to our next fight. Justin, this one is yours. It is Rodney McKay versus Asgard. And we have one of the greatest scientists possibly of all times, Rodney McKay, versus, versus one of the founders of the four race or one of the four great races. This is very tough. Rodney McKay is near and dear to my heart. I also like the Asgard, but I'm gonna have to go with Rodney McKay because he rocks. A vote for Rodney McKay. Rob? Uh, this is probably one of the hardest ones for me yet. But I'm actually going to go with Rodney McKay. He started with so little in SG-1 and then became so good in Atlantis. We saw way more of him than we did of the Asgard. Plus the, Adgard, plus the Asgard were dumb enough to commit suicide, a population suicide. So I'm going to go with McKay all the way. A vote for Rodney McKay. Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it up for Rodney also. He, uh, he's probably my favorite character in all of Stargate. And um, there's, a, there's another thing coming up a little later that uh, will allow me to, to uh, talk about the Asgard song. All right. Uh, Amin? Yeah. Um, you know, the, for me, the Asgard would have won had they not committed, like was said earlier, this population suicide, genocide. Um, because, you know, they developed all these things, and then all of a sudden they're coming against 
it was the Orion, it's like, oh, we're just going to off ourselves. Like, what? It doesn't make any sense. Yet, compared to Rodney, who would always doubt himself, but then in the end, he always came out very, very, very ahead than what other people thought, based for a much interesting character. And I wonder, didn't, didn't Rodney show up in, like, one episode of, uh, of Atlantis at one point? Does anyone remember? Did he or did he not? Did who? Uh, Rodney. He was, I mean, he was the main character in Atlantis. He was in a couple episodes of SG-1 oh, so, no. and... And Universe, wasn't he? Like, oh, universe? yes, he did. He was in, like... So there the, you go. The, guy, the, the, guy's, the guy's so fucking awesome that he has to show up in all three spinoffs. You know? So, Rodney McKay. Uh, vote for Rodney McKay. Jared. Clean sweep? Yeah, uh, well... I'm not going to give it a clean sweep because uh, I really like the Asgard. I mean, regardless of uh, how it all ended up, I mean, the Asgard was this awesome leg that Earth could always lean on and always, always demonstrate. They're always like, well, you know, the Asgard's got our back and all this stuff. Wait, 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 wait. How mysterious, how mysterious they were. I'm just saying I like that. All right? How many times did saying. the Asgard leave us hanging out to dry? So what? That was part of their mysterious ways, man. They were no, he's wild. Right. He's they right. had a whole other right. alien way of thinking, man. The Asgard did leave our asses that. in the wind more than a few times. Or we're just like, come on. And, they, and was it a couple of a couple of times they were like, oh yeah, we were kind of busy wiping our asses, but we decided not to do anything. Like, what? How many, to- how many times sure, did the Asgard sure. come because, and because kidnap it- us and be like, hey, we need your help to defeat these guys. Or hey, we need your help to defeat these guys. And, and what do they do, man? They stood back because they have a mysterious way of working. And I like that. I like that alien way of thinking. And that's what was so cool about them. So go ahead and let them have this one. Alien you know, if, if they protected us all the time, we'd never grow. They'd be like the Vulcans on Star Trek. <laughs> but it doesn't make any difference. Rodney McKay is moving on. <laughs> We're on right. to our next fight. Hey, can I can I can I interrupt the podcast for a second? Yeah, sure. I I just want to play my voicemail message and see if you guys are uber impressed or not. Oh, okay. Can, can you hear it? I don't know. Hello, you've reached Justin. This is Doctor Rodney McKay from Stargate Atlantis, and we're kind of busy trying to avert the next intergalactic crisis right now. So leave a message. We'll get back to you. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? Yes, that is awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That was pretty good. <laughs> but we are on to our next fight, Rob. This one is yours. It is 1961 SGU versus pretense and SG... Oh, sorry, SG1. 1969. <laughs> SG1, yeah. I'll do that several times. Versus pretense, SG1 episode, season 3, episode 15. Uh, um, well, this sucks. Everyone is going to vote for 1969. It was a great episode, but I love pretense. I put it on the list. Scar was a badass in this episode. The Tolan Law System was epic. I love courtroom shows. And plus you had an Abedonian, a Goa'uld, a human, a Tolan, and a Nox all in the same room. I'm probably alone, but I'm going to go with pretense. Uh, vote for pretense. Mike? Uh, I will vote for 1969. Um, I'm, I'm not... A, a Stargate fan. I mean, I'm I'm on this panel, maybe representing people who uh, who know it, but not uh, we're not necessarily big followers. So I really didn't watch a lot of of SG One. I didn't start watching uh, with any regularity until Atlantis, and uh, and even then, there's still portions of that I haven't seen. Although I wound up, you know, watching it regularly all the way up through 
uh, SGU. So I haven't seen a lot of SG-1 episodes, and Pretense is one I have not seen. Uh, 1969 I have seen. Uh, I love... You know, these type of, of time travel, especially to kind of a an era, a recent era in our past. Uh, one of the things I do like about Stargate that I think was one of the things that wound up hurting uh, Universe was, you know, there, the show always had a sense of humor and didn't take itself as seriously as a lot of other science fiction on, on TV. And uh, this episode had that kind of silliness that I think they did well. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't necessarily a comedic story, but uh, just the way that it was executed, uh, the people who were doing it were having a little bit of fun, and I think it showed. Uh, vote for 1969. Uh, I mean, yeah, pretense was interesting because I think when that episode first came around, it was the first time we got to see um, how a human or a human race-ish legal system worked, at least um, how everybody else did it. Um, of course, you know, there's certain flaws, but there's certain things that it did have that we didn't have. But, you know, unfortunately, compared to 1969, it, it's, I don't know, it's, I just found 1969 to be more entertaining, more enjoyable, and then they leave us with this nugget of, of, of information at the very end that they never touched upon ever again. When is when they're returning that they happen to return a little bit way ahead of their time, and some and something else that happened entirely to the SGC, and then they go they go back to their to their present time, which sucks because I really want to know what was it that was that had happened at that time. But um, yeah, for me it's going to be 1969. Uh, vote for 1969, Jared. Um, see here, Mike has got the. The, the, the thing I didn't want to hear tonight, he, he brings out the idea that the uh, Stargate universe was hurt because it wasn't as, uh, as it wasn't, it took itself too seriously as compared to, uh, its kin. And, uh, that's one of the things I loved about Stargate universe. I, I love that, uh, that producer, uh, gosh, Brad, I forget his last name right now, but, uh, Brad Wright. Thank you. Brad Wright. This guy and that Cooper fella, those guys, those guys evolved Stargate. They brought it into modern storytelling, and I think that that should be commended and not um, cried about. So this is what drives me crazy about Stargate fans, is that they don't realize that, I mean, it beat Star Trek. Star Trek couldn't evolve into modern storytelling. Enterprise had to fall out because it wasn't evolving. Stargate evolved. And that's what's so beautiful about it. So I'm going to vote for Pretense, because it is the more serious of the two episodes. A vote for Pretense. It is all tied up and coming down to you there, Justin. Wow. This is tough. Pretense. I can remember 1969 annoying me so much, mainly because I've probably seen that episode more than any other episode, because for some reason it just plays over and over again in syndication where I live. Um, though everybody tells me it's a good episode, I'm just torn. I think I'm going to have to go with Pretense, though. It was a good episode. It had all kinds of aliens, and it was just an interesting episode. So I'm going to go with Pretense. And Pretense takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It's Mini Jack O'Neill versus... The Torment of, what is this, Tenelis? I don't know how to say that. 
Tantalus. It is SG-1, Season 1, Episode 10. I, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that the one where he takes the crystal tip rods and rubies, uh, setting a gold ball, and there's like a mirrored bowl, and he makes a sun-powered laser beam? Is that the, is that the episode, Mike? No. Tournament Tantalus is the episode that sets up the that, that should be every episode. <laughs> No, I, I was I was joking because I don't know Stargate at all. I was just referencing MacGyver with one of his uh, inventions. <laughs> so I apologize, uh, Mike. This one is yours. Um. Well, I uh, I I was going to uh, vote for Mini Jack O'Neill just because uh, you know I like things that are mini, but uh, I, I liked your description so much. Uh, I'm going to vote for actually I would. I actually deleted the title from my bracket, so what's that one called again? Uh, the Torment? The Torment. All right, a vote for that one. Uh, Amin? Uh, um, as much as I did enjoy your description of the episode, um, which is totally false, but still, uh, I'm going to go for Mini Jack O'Neill only because in some distant or not so distant future, they could use that as an excuse to restart Stargate if you know if they find the right angle and the right story for it. Because even though Jack O'Neill has, he's, I believe he's at that point he already had the knowledge of the ancients, even though it's a it's a clone. I mean, they could, there's so much stuff that they could use based off of that to restart Stargate. Of course, they can use. Uh, you can't use the same actor, but, you know, what the hell? You know, it's a clone. Something could happen, and it changes. Um, but the Torment of Tantalus I actually enjoyed because it really showed a strange dynamic between O'Neill and Ball. Ball being probably one of the most badass and, according to my wife, one of the better-looking gold lords. Um, this is a hard one. Uh, I'm going to bite the bullet and just say mini Jack O'Neill. A vote for Mini Jack O'Neill. Jared? I'm going to go for uh, Mini Jack O'Neill because I think it's the closest we're going to get to actual Jack O'Neill in these brackets. That's oddly enough. Jack O'Neill did not. Nobody put him on here. Uh, Justin? The Torment of Tantalus is the foundation building block of the entire Stargate universe. It's where we're introduced to the four great races. The meaning of life stuff, as Daniel refers to it. As cool as Mini Jack O'Neill is, I'm going to have to vote the Torment of Tantalus. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you there, Rob. Great. Um, let's see. Torment of Tantalus. <laughs> Torment of Tantalus. Torment of Tantalus. The Torment of Tantalus. Um, it was definitely my favorite episode in season one. Um, I actually put it on the list. It had Ernest Littlefield, The Secrets of the Universe. Um, oh, it was that episode. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> What episode do you think it was? I thought it was the one that, that Ball captured O'Neill. But now I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. this, oh, I thought that this was, was the one with the sun laser. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, sorry, yeah. so, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I am going to go with The Torment of Tantalus, definitely. Okay. Yay! I'll vote for tor The Torment of Tantalus, and that is moving on. We are on to our first question mark fight, which next week will be unknown fight uh, of the episode. I mean, this one is yours. It is 
you are Captain Kirk, Rodney to Shepard, uh, in reference to Shepard banging lots of alien bitches, uh, against Karen's pick. Uh, the only uh, Karen doesn't really watch a lot of Stargate. Uh, she's planning on doing the rewatch with everybody else in August. Um, but she did watch SGU, and there's an episode where Chloe dies, and then she dies again, and then she dies again, and then she dies again. So that's what it is. It's Chloe's die, Chloe dying over and over and over again versus you are Captain Kirk. I mean, this one is yours. Uh, I mean, the Chloe dying again, again, part of one of the many moments that makes Stargate Universe unique and special. But, you know, Rodney telling Shepard you are Captain Kirk, that that has to be probably one of the many icing on the cake moments that Atlantis has and the, Star, and the Stargate franchise has. Plus, it's a, it's a direct kind of, uh, you know, ode to Star Trek. I'm going to have to go with uh, you are Captain Kirk. A vote for you are Captain Kirk. Jared? Um, I'm going to have to go with Karen's choice, uh, the one wherein Chloe dies over and over again. I appreciate the uh, Star Trek reference that it's up against, but I kind of wish it was the reference where Jack O'Neill wanted to name that first starship the Enterprise, and they wouldn't let him do it. So I'm going to go with Karen's pick. Chloe dies over and over again. Chloe dying over and over again gets a vote. Justin? I am going to have to go with your Captain Kirk, Rodney Shepard, because it was an awesome moment in Stargate Universe. Or Stargate Atlantis. See, we keep getting them all mixed up. <laughs> Vote for you are Captain Kirk. Rob? This fight has already lost me. I can't remember either of these things. So I'm going to go with the second one, whatever that was. Chloe dying over and over again. Chloe from SGU dying over and over again. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you there, Mike. Well, uh, I'm the one who put You Are Captain Kirk on this list, so I guess I will be voting for that one. Um, it, it was a great line. It just it was very, very funny. Uh, I was not expecting it. And this was, I hadn't, like I said, I had not seen a lot. I, I really started coming in uh, with Stargate Atlantis. And this line happened fairly early in uh, my watching of these episodes. So I don't really have a well-formulated idea of who these people are. Um, and that line uh, really kind of gave a nice summary to an aspect of the character. I think that gave me an entry point to the character uh, much quicker. Uh, and certainly in, in many ways, uh, he's, he's you know not Captain Kirk. But there is a, a similarity to them. And uh, I, I think I really appreciated getting that kind of a reference uh, on this show that uh, that really helped me understand it a little bit better. You are Captain Kirk. Moving on, on to our next fight. Jared, this one is yours. It is Knox versus Lieutenant Aiden Ford. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Knox uh, just because they're one of the big uh, big races. And uh, I'm hoping they're going to get to fight the Furlings. <laughs> a vote for the Knox. Justin? So if the Knox win, they get to fight the Furlings? No, no, no. That's uh, That would be the final fight if it ended up that way. 
Oh, I should have downloaded the bracket thingy, probably. Um, wow. Mm, I'm just going to go with the Knox. Although Aiden, Aiden Ford was pretty cool. He didn't last very long, and it kind of makes me sad. So, the Knox. Uh, vote for the Knox. Rob? I think you guys are crazy. The peaceful Knox, they could have played far greater role in this SG-1 series, and they didn't. They were wasted completely. The same can be said for SGA's Lieutenant Aiden Ford. Before, on the other hand, was my favorite Season 1 character on Atlantis. The Raiders fracked him over. They forgot how to come up with actual story ideas for him and wrote him off the show in a major cliffhanger, and they never actually resolved it. Um, they could have done that. Then we have, plus the Aiden was played a Ramos on Franks, and he follows me on Twitter, so I have to go with him. Ford all the way. Uh, vote for Ford. Mike? Uh, I will also go with the Knox. Um, you know, it, it, it is kind of an interesting concept. I do uh, like the, the larger mythology of, uh, of the show, and I think, you know, the, the, that their their role in that uh, I liked. And, and like I said, I didn't watch a lot of early Stargate Atlantis, so I'm, I'm not that uh, familiar with Lieutenant Ford. Ooh. Uh, vote for the Knox and Amin. Uh, Knox versus Ford. Um, you know, it's funny because Aiden Ford was a very interesting character, and then more so after this, after the whole, this whole shit that happened with the with the raid. But yeah, it's another one of those moments where you felt you got cheated because here's this incredible character. He went off and he did his own little little thing, and then he comes back again, and he could have played he could have played such an important part um, with the Stargate Atlantis storylines, and even more so. And then they just forgot about it. They just wrote him off. Oh, he could he could possibly be dead, you know, blah blah blah. blah. You know, the Knox, they're very powerful, but you know, for me, they just remind me of a bunch of fucking hippies. You know, they're all great and everything, but they don't do jack shit. And it's like, oh, you know, they're worse than the than the Asgard, you know, because they're even, they got tons of great technology, but we're not going to do anything. It's all love and peace. Like, you fucking hippie. Um, I'm going to go with Aiden Ford. I'll vote for Aiden Ford, but the nuts move on. We are on to our next fight. Justin, this one is yours. It is explaining mythology, and that's our mythology, as alien encounters versus the system lords. Wow. Some of the system lords are kind of badass, but we always, you know, pretty much hand it to them. And then they end up kind of being wussy in the grander scheme of things. Um, I think it's funny that um, one of the Tok'ra, Jacob Carter, said the quote, we've taken down more system lords in the last six years than we have in like the last 600 years or some crap before the people of Earth got involved in the battle. Um, so the system lords are kind of whoopsy. Whoop- uh, we'll see. So I'm going to go with explaining mythology as alien encounters. Uh, vote for mythology as alien encounters. Rob? Uh, well, this one's a no-brainer for me. I put the System Lords on the list. I think the System Lords were the greatest villain in the Stargate franchise. I can't believe the writers were stupid enough to actually kill them off. They've been paying for it ever since, in my opinion. They replaced them with, what, the religious nutbags from another galaxy? and the space hobos who stole the gold ships. I'm going with the system lords. 
Wait a minute, this show has space hobos? I would totally watch it if it had space hobos. That's awesome. What episode do they start at? They're called the Lucian Alliance. <laughs> oh, wait. Those guys kind of suck. <laughs> I know who they are. Uh, Mike? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the explaining mythology. Uh, that was one of the things that uh, I really liked about the show, really even going back to the movie. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of all the chariots of the god uh, Chariots of the God stuff, and um, you know, whenever that type of storyline comes up, I will, uh, I will dig it. A vote for mythology. I mean, and he'll dig it. He'll dig it. Um, yeah, I mean, the system works were a bunch of interesting characters, you know, from the more serious to the more whimsical. Um, but they did once again. You know, I think it was in Continuum. That we got cheated because here's one of the most the one system lord that managed to get everything in the end without having the ball, and he gets his ass whooped, and not just whooped. No, we're talking like the guy gets disintegrated from the entire timeline because of the clones. And I, I don't know, you know, I I enjoy that he got beaten, but at the same time, it's like one of those. He's like the the bad guy that you love to hate, but you don't want him to die because you kind of want him to show up again sometime down the line. Now, the mythology as Alien Encounters was pretty interesting, especially from, the, from starting from the movie all the way through the entire se- 10 seasons of Stargate 1, SG-1, the movies, and everything else. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, mythology. A vote for mythology, and Jared? This is actually a really cool bracket, because um, I referenced him before, uh, Mr. Brad Wright, the guy behind the, uh, I guess, the entire television version of Stargate, this guy grabbed these two aspects from that movie and completely behind the movie creator's back, he, he blew, a, blew both of these things out into what they ultimately became. Um, so, I mean, much credit due. I mean, he brought in, you know, Thor. He brought in all these other things. You know, expanding this television show in directions that I know the movie never thought of. And of the two, I just think System Lords are badass. I just love how they uh, are so power-hungry and so greedy and backstabbing and and completely insane. So I'm going to go with the System Lords on this one. A vote for System Lords and... The system lords move... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Explaining mythology through encounters move on. And we are on to our next fight. Rob, this one is yours. It is Greer versus the Puddle Jumpers. Well, I love Greer. He was one of my favorite characters in SGU. I love the Puddle Jumpers. They were awesome. I only liked SGU, but I loved SGA. So, I think I'm going to go with the Puddle Jumpers on this one. A vote for Puddle Jumpers. Mike? Uh, I'm I'm going to go with Greer. Uh, this was a, a really good example of a character that started off, for me, a, a character I didn't like very much. And, and by the end, a character that uh, I, I thought had, I mean, not necessarily evolved a lot, but just the portrayal of him made my view of him evolve a lot. And that's, that's kind of a tough thing to do. And that's, I think, one of the things that uh, SGU did very well. A vote for Greer. I mean... Uh, no. Career, Puddle Jumpers. I'm sorry, but no. 
Greer, Greer did have really good character development from the beginning of SGU to all the way down to the to the very end. Like they really did work work and write well his uh, character development. It's, you know, just like Mike, I, I I didn't really have or care much for Greer. Like if he was, the, they would have could have killed him in the first season. I really wouldn't give him given a shit. But by the second season, they started to. I guess evolved a little bit more his character, and we got to see his background and pretty much what made Greer Greer. And you know, he was it was actually pretty interesting. Um, the puddle jumpers, the puddle jumpers are just damn cool. Plus, I think they've been puddle jumpers have been around ever since uh, SG One, um, since uh, yeah, since for a while now. Um, I don't know. You know, it's I'm gonna go with cool factor on this one. Puddle jumpers. A vote for the puddle jumpers, uh, Jared. Oh my God, Greer versus the puddle jumpers. Puddle jumpers are ships that can fly through a stargate, so they're awesome for that. Um, Greer, though, is a human being who is a marine who is one of the soldiers. He is that soldier that is backing up, you know, the SG One team when they go through. He's that guy that never has a line. He's that guy that's been there, done that. He's been through all this stuff. And they wrote him into SGU. Just brilliantly soft-spoken. Um, struggling with probably a severe case of post-traumatic stress disorder. And he's a character that you can just reach toward. I mean, everything with him is so subtle. And yet so appropriate. Plus... If they go to a planet and he's got a boombox, he'll be listening to a list of demands. So I'm going Greer. A vote for Greer. It is all tied up and it comes down to you, Justin. Wow. Greer, he was an awesome character versus the Puddle Jumpers, which are awesome ships. I mean, Greer's an incredibly interesting character. I mean, I remember in the, what was it, the third episode of the first season of uh, Stargate Universe... Um, they're coming back from their first emission away from the ship, and the one guy's like, shoot him! And Greer doesn't even blink, and he shoots this guy to keep him from going through the gate to the guy that um, he had to, somebody was having a kidney problem, and they needed a kidney transplant, and the doctor yes, didn't even get all yes. the way through. What? He was I'm just sorry, I was applauding you. <laughs> oh, um, and he just gave his kid, it was like, I'll do it without even thinking, when the other guy that was there that was a match was like, well, what's the possibility this is going to succeed? But yet the puddle jumpers are so badass. Oh! I'm going to go with... Can we just have a tie? <laughs> no, unfortunately we can't have a tie. Is R2 available? No. Um, I'm going to go with puddle jumpers because I love the puddle jumpers. A vote oh. for Puddle Jumpers, and Greer goes down. I, I, I would have voted for Greer, too. He is actually awesome. But I get no vote in this episode. I like the fact that he's claustrophobic. That was pretty cool, too. Uh, Mike, this fight is yours. It is Window of Opportunity, uh, SG-1 episode, versus, in case you missed it, we are 0 for 3 in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, or something like that. I, I don't know what that line is from. Uh, it sounds like a great line, and uh, certainly the the line itself can almost imply its its context pretty well, even to people who may not know it. 
but uh, Window of Opportunity is one of those time loop episodes, correct? And uh, yes, I uh, I love me time loops. A vote for Window of Opportunity. I mean, are those like fruity loops? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's a great line. You know, the zero, zero for three. But Window of Opportunity, it opened, uh, literally, it opened up a lot of windows in terms of storylines or potential storylines only because of what Teal and O'Neill do when they decide, you know, we don't give a shit, we're just going to, we're going to take this loop off. Well, and the thing is, we don't really know how many loops they actually took off or what they did, you know, except for O'Neill, um, hinting largely that, of course, whatever he did, and he did a lot of it, had to do with Captain Carter. I mean, well, that's that's pretty obvious, and I'm glad that we finally got that out there. And he did what he did, and we didn't do a whole you know Scully Mulder thing for like three fucking seasons or something like that. But um, yeah, a window of opportunity. A vote for window of opportunity, Jared. All right, without uh, Colonel Jack O'Neill on this list, this is going to be the closest I think celebration we're going to get to Jack O'Neill. So. I just got to say that that character, and it was a condition of his to do this show. It's like he saw the movie, and then they approached him, and he was like, yeah, well, I got to be funnier than that. And also, I want to be part of an ensemble. I'm not carrying a show like MacGyver anymore. So this episode, for me, brings out this all the awesomeness that is Jack O'Neill. I mean, his sense of humor, his... Uh, imp- Patience with scientific explanation, uh, explanation or jargon, and uh, his childlike need to embrace um, chaos in in some odd way. I've always loved that he does his job with a little bit of a smirk, but he will get serious when it has to get serious. And this episode, I think, presents uh, all the aspects of Jack O'Neill so well. So I'm voting window of opportunity. Uh, vote for window of opportunity, Justin. All right, Window of Opportunity is a very awesome episode, but in case you missed it, we're over three, or we're over three in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. The line from Eli Wallace in Stargate Universe. I obviously put this on the thing. I have to go with my quote because it is. It was an amazing quote when it happened. I was just like, "Holy crap! I can't believe you said it. That was awesome." Even though Window of Opportunity is awesome, I'm gonna have to go with the quote, and I'm probably gonna get a raft of crap for it forever. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, <laughs> a vote for in case you missed it. We are over three in close encounters of the third kind. Rob, where's your vote line? I don't have much to say about this fight. Window of Opportunity is the funnest episode of SG1. I'm pretty sure it's going to move on. So I'm going to go with Window of Opportunity. It was perfect. And Jack even got his Mac on with Carter. So I'm definitely Window of Opportunity. And Window of Opportunity is moving on. We are on to our next fight. A meme. This one is yours. It is the destiny versus Abyss, uh, season six episode uh, six episode uh, season six, the sixth episode of SG One. Okay, now, yeah, this is the episode I, I, I got confused up earlier. Like Abyss is the one that uh, established, I believe, the this odd relationship between O'Neill and the System Lord Paul. Um, unfortunately. 
going up against the Destiny, I don't think it's going to, at least in my opinion, I don't think it's going to do well. Because um, the Destiny represented not only just a new, a new blood into the Stargate mythology, but it also opened up all sorts of other things, as well as that the ship, they never really did explore much of the ship, which that, that really bothered me. It's like, oh, here we are, this big-ass ship, and we're only going to explore less than one-third of it. Well, they thought they had 10 years. I mean, come on. Oh, come on. You know, that's, that's why you had the time loop episodes and some other stuff. You know, could have been creative. Um, but in the end, though, the ship was, a, was as much as a character as everyone else that was on that show. Um, up until the very end, because it's the Destiny, really, which is the, the last character that survives, and, or so they suggest. Um I'm going to go with Destiny because it's a, I thought it was a great ship. It was a unique design. The first time that we actually see um, a national functioning uh, ancient ship that was still working after all those years. Um, and I, I thought it was awesome. Destiny. A vote for the Destiny. Jared. Uh, okay, so uh, I was talking about Jack O'Neill in the last fight. Uh, this is, of course, the uh, opportunity to see a very serious side of Jack O'Neill very desperate side of Jack O'Neill. Um, kind of a side you don't even really want to see where he becomes very human and and admits to Daniel Jackson that he would actually bend under the torture eventually and end up betraying, you know, this Tok'ra, I think, named Kanan. And, you know, as, as dramatic and as amazing as all that was, um, the guys in SGU had drama like that and sometimes even better from week to week so i'm going to go sgu and the destiny a vote for the destiny justin all right we've got destiny versus the episode abyss i think the destiny is an amazing ship that's been around for now granted it's very contended on how long it actually is but my firm belief that it is millions of years old um it's an amazing ship that has a personality all its own. It tries to mimic people with holograms or certain things that only certain people can see at times. I just, I've got to go with the Destiny. It's an awesome ship. It does amazing things. So, the Destiny it is, even though Abyss is a great episode. Uh, vote for the Destiny. Rob? Uh, the Destiny has so many votes already, but Abyss is my favorite episode of SG-1. This episode introduced us to Ball. But not only that, um, the main selling point of this episode is the dynamic between Jack and Daniel. Daniel is so grown up and above everything as his, as his ascended self is in this episode. He is so calm and at peace in his delivery. And Jack, on the other hand, he's being tortured, killed over and over and over again. And he finally admits to Daniel that he's actually going to break. That if Daniel doesn't kill him, he is going to tell Ball everything he knows. But Daniel won't do it. He wants him to ascend. But Jack doesn't want that. This episode is amazing. Even the technical things they do in this episode amazes me. So I'm going to go with Abyss. A vote for Abyss. Mike? The Destiny. And the Destiny takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Jared, this one is yours. Uh, let's see. It's Daniel Jackson. Danny Jackson versus, what is this, Dalis? Danius? I don't know. Daedalus. Go ahead, Jared. All right. Um, so uh, between these 
two particular items, it's kind of obvious to me that I'm going to have to go with the uh, brilliant scientist character just because he was such a foil for Jack O'Neill, who isn't on this list. So, in lieu of no Jack O'Neill, Daniel Jackson. I'll vote for Daniel Jackson. Justin? We have Daniel Jackson versus the Daedalus. I can remember in Stargate Atlantis Season 2, Episode 1, when the Daedalus came roaring onto the screen. It was an amazing ship. The first time we'd ever seen an Earth-built warship, essentially. It was amazing. The Siege Part 3 is one of my most favorite episodes a lot because of that. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Daedalus, even though Daniel Jackson is an amazing character. So, the Daedalus it is. A vote for the Daedalus. Rob? Uh, let's see. We have Daniel Jackson. He's the heart and soul of the franchise versus a ship, which got very little screen time, in my opinion. Um, I'm going to go with Daniel. A vote for Dan the Man Jackson. Mike? Uh, yeah, Dan, <coughs> Daniel Jackson. You, you really should exhale while, you know, before you unmute so you don't cough like that. <laughs> <laughs> a vote for Daniel Jackson and Amin. Um, I, I, no, there, there's, there's no competition here. I mean, you, you have a character that really is one of the primary catalysts of, of, of discovering and evolving a lot of the mythology and, and technology and to understand even the characters, the other characters um, throughout, you know, 10 seasons. And even a, a few, a, I believe a few episodes here and there on, on a Stargate Atlantis. Um, I was kind of disappointed, though, that they never really referenced him or he never showed up for an episode or two of uh, Stargate Universe because to my... I always felt that if Daniel Jackson was there, he probably would have figured out how to save everybody or, you know, maybe even Carter. But um, besides the point, though, uh, you know, the Daedalus doesn't stand a chance against what is the awesomeness of Daniel Jackson. Daniel Jackson gets a vote. Daniel Jackson moves on. On to our next fight. Justin, this one is yours. It is Teal'c Loves Donuts on Steakouts versus James Spader. Teal'c loves donuts on stakeouts versus James Spader. I was never a big fan of James Spader for some reason. I don't know why. I'm a huge Teal'c fan. I like donuts, too. And I also enjoy donuts when I'm out on stakeouts. So I'm going to have to go with Teal'c loves donuts on stakeout. Oh, vote for Teal'c loving donuts. Rob? This next one I don't really have a preference for. But James Spader, he's a great actor. I loved him in the movie. And Teal'c, he has great little traits and great little lines. This is definitely one of them. But Teal'c, he already moved forward with the Star Wars quote, so I'm going to go with James Bader here. A vote for the Spade Man. Mike? Um, I will go with uh, Teal'c loves donuts on stakeouts, because even though Star Wars moved on, so did Daniel Jackson, so you can kind of roll him up into that. But uh, I, uh, I think I'll go with the donuts, because I also like donuts. A uh, vote for donuts on stakeouts. I mean, donuts. 
Um, um, yeah, I mean, the first time that we saw that we seen him on a stakeout, and he's he's there chomping down on a would look like a mega donut dozen and offering it to everybody, and they're just looking at him like what? But he really seemed to enjoy it. Uh, that was actually a nice little moment into what what Teal was about. I mean, you gotta you gotta get into the guy, you know, great physique, and he can chomp down on those donuts like there's no tomorrow. Um, James Spader, um, good actor, you know, he has a couple things here and there, but not really. I think outside of the movie, I I don't feel much for for what he does. Um, so it's gonna have to be Teal Donuts, yummy. Teal'c loves donuts, gets another vote. And Jared. Well, James Spader's got a lot of film work. There's, um, of course, the movie Secretary. And uh, there's the movie Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Uh, which are, you know, good, fair enough reasons to vote for James Spader. But um, I'm telling you, this, uh, the fact that Teal'c is involved in modern human culture and... You know, it's not like a huge, weird thing. It's just so awesomely cool. Anytime he gravitates or grabs onto something that is local for us. And I don't know if it's Christopher Judge or if it's the concept or how it's written. I don't know what that happy marriage is, but anytime it happens, it's just so thrilling. So I'm going to vote for Tilk Loves Donuts on Stakeouts. And I'm hoping that we're building toward a final fight between Tilk Like Star Wars Took like stoners. I don't believe that'll be the final fight. <laughs> oh, that, come on, you gotta put that one. That is too awesome not to do. Well, it could end up that way, but Teal Loves Donuts is moving on to the next round. We are at our last fight of the first round. It is yours, Rob. It's another question mark fight. It is the Replicant's origin story, and this was my pick. I got to pick this one, and I changed it during the middle of this episode because of all of your complaining. He wasn't on the list. Jack O'Neill is on the list now. It is the Replicant's origin story versus Jack O'Neill. Rob, well, this one is yours. Hang on, hang on, hang on a second. What, what was it originally? The Stargate movie, goddammit. How did it on here? <laughs> but Jack O'Neill does deserve to be on here. You changed my mind. Rob, go ahead. Um... What is the replicant origin story? Is that Reese? Is that Reese? I don't. Yes, I don't that's Reese. Yes, yes, it's Reese, and it's replicator, uh, not replicant. Okay, rep. I'm gonna go with Jack O'Neill. Obviously, a vote for Jack O'Neill, Mike. Um, I I knew what what it was, and I was going to vote for uh for the Stargate movie, but um, and uh, you know, actually, I did. I did like the replicator origin story quite a bit, uh, but yeah, I, you know, up against Jack, that's it's not really fair. Another vote for Jack O'Neill, and I think Jared put it on here, so I kind of feel bad about this. Uh, Amin, go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, this is yeah, but I'm sorry. Once again, the replicators get their asses served by Jack O'Neill. You know, uh, there's a a guy who got the bang. Yeah, he actually, he's probably up there with uh, Captain Kirk. I mean, he got to, has a couple girlfriends here and there in different planets, likes to fish, and he does have, uh, he does have a thing for Mary Steenburgen. Uh, vote for Jack O'Neill. Jared, if you put this on here, I apologize. Uh, what's your vote? 
Uh, yeah, I did put this on there. Um, the Replicator origin story. And um, I just, I mean, I love Jack O'Neill. And I've been, you know, referencing him. And now he's here right in front of one of my other favorite things in Stargate Universe, or Stargate um, as a television show. And uh, the reason that I put that on, this on this list is because this Replicator origin story I mean, these are some scary critters that, that run all over the galaxy. You got nothing you can do. You can't stop them. They, 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 they cut up little bits of metal and form new versions of themselves, and they're just going to keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. This reminds me so much of the Borg from Star Trek. And the Borg got crappier and crappier the more you saw them, but the replicators got cooler and cooler the more you saw them. Yeah, weren't the replicators, they were going to release them against the Ori at one point? I'm just saying that the replicators got cooler and this origin story is a big part of it because the whole thing turned out that they exist because of the scared mind of a young girl for real for, and it was somehow satisfying and I could just see the pitch from Brad Wright going, Oh yes, because this this little girl was scared. It's like, what are you crazy? That's gotta be something else. No, it's this and it's beautiful and it's poetic. And I'm going to go ahead and vote for it because I'm confident Jack O'Neill will survive. A vote for the Replicator origin story and Justin. Okay. I have a major point of contention. Like, I'm, I'm not necessarily sure that the Replicator origin story really started with Reese since the ancients built Replicators also. So thousands and thousands and millions of years ago, whenever it was. But... I think the replicators are kind of cool, but how could you not vote for Jack O'Neill? He is the center of the franchise. Going for Jack. Uh, vote for Jack O'Neill, and Jack O'Neill moves on. Uh, that's it for round one. We'll be back right after this quick break. Greetings. My name is Hermes. Pay attention, people of Earth. Do you want a very cool Stargate podcast? Traitors and resistant, be silent. The gods are just. Wait, should I call them the Tokra as a proper name? No. If you say no... I'll just say resistance. No volcume. You don't need a volcume. Well, I mean they will need some device, but it doesn't have to be of gold design. Right. Sorry. Find us at www.thefifthracepodcast.com or search for us on iTunes. Ready? Now go! So how did you wind up doing this promo for us? And we are back uh, doing what we do every week. Uh, it's a Jared creation, mind you, uh, Geek Cred. And uh, we're going to start out with our first fan of all time. It's Rob. Rob literally is the first person that ever contacted us. You have no idea how excited that I was. I was like, oh my god, we got a fan! Uh, 
Uh, Rob, what is your geek cred? Uh, can that be my be Can that be my Greek cred? Um, let's see. Um, I love sci-fi shows from a very young age. I have about a hundred box sets of a million different shows. Um, back when they were cool. Um, now I just watch everything on the internet. Um, I'm on a bunch of writing sites, RP sites, um, from Star Trek to Harry Potter. Um, I love writing on top of that, and I hope to one day become a video editor after college. Rock and roll. Uh, Mr. Formby, what is your geek cred, sir? Uh, well, let's see here. My geek cred is that I invented the geek cred aspect of the show, as you so cleverly referenced a moment ago, Damon. And as far as geek cred for this particular thing, um, I do love Stargate. Um, I might not have seen every single last drop of it, which is kind of exciting because that means there's always something more for me to see. But I also know that uh, Dean Devlin, the guy that produced the movie, has been trying to get a sequel to the movie made forever. And the latest news is he still has high hopes. And that's of July. As of July, he was still hoping that it was still possibly going to come together. And of course, this movie would be in, uh, well, not in addition. It would uh, completely negate like all the plus years of Stargate television, which I'm assuming the guy just hasn't watched, which I just think is absurd. So I'm just bringing that story to the table. Geek cred, Jared, I made your intro. <laughs> uh, thanks, Jared. I mean, let's see. It's the end of July. Something happens in September. What's your geek cred? Okay, my geek cred. I'm uh, I'm an illustrator for IDW and Moonstone Books. And what Damon was mentioning was that I'm an, I'm the artist on a book called Codename Geronimo, which is the supposed supposed uh, what happened. Um, with the assassination and kidnapping of uh, Osama bin Laden's body, uh, which comes out, I think it's September 6th. I mean, it goes to print like on Tuesday. So by the time we get it all back and make sure they didn't fuck it up, so like September 6th. Um, out, besides that, I'm working on uh, adaptation of the movie Iron Sky, Nazis in Space. Pretty cool. And then I'm also working on The Saint for Moonstone Books. So pretty busy. And I am one also a big Stargate fan. I got the box set. I've watched it probably like three times in a row since I've gotten it. And uh, once the big bucks come in, I'm going to start trying buying props. So fun, fun, fun. Thanks a lot, Amin. And Justin, what is your geek cred? Well, let's see. I, I host the um, fifth race of Stargate podcast. It's all about Stargate. And I guess that's really my only sci-fi geek cred I have. Any other geek cred? Well, I mean, I used to um, run a tech site called Gadget Live, and I used to be on a radio show about technology a few years back. But that's my only sci-fi geek cred, is I hosted Stargate Podcast called The Fifth Race. Which a if- Stargate Podcast is great geek cred. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everybody's heard of my Stargate podcast, though. I, I don't know how you couldn't have heard of it. Uh, well, it if, awesome. they, if they listen to this show, they have, because I know we've put it in the promo in at least once, and hopefully yet again in this episode, Mike. <laughs> It'll be there. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I, like, I like how long it took him to do that, but 
All right, let's hop back into it. Was, uh, it was in last week's, too. Okay, cool. Let's hop back into the fights now. Uh, Mike, unmute yourself. This one is yours. It is Eli Wallace versus Teal'c Like Star Wars. This one's easy. Uh, you know, I, I did like Eli. He was a great entry point. But, uh, you know, just go back and listen to everything Jared said about this and the donuts, and, uh, and that pretty much explains why this one wins. For Eli or Teal'c? For Teal'c. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Amin? <laughs> uh, um, you know, it's... You, know, you, got, you got muscles against Eli. Uh, let's... You know, and Teal'c is just such an interesting character, and he's also a lot of fun. Plus, he's on Twitter, too, and he's really funny. Um, so, yeah, Teal'c. Teal'c likes Star Wars. Jared? All right. Um, I love me some Teal'c like Star Wars, and I definitely love SGU. I'm going to go ahead and come out and say it's, it's my favorite of the three. So I'm going to have to go with Eli Wallace because I know that as the show gets later, the universe guys are going to start falling. I'm going to get upset. So I'm just going to go early and preemptively put Eli forward. Uh, vote for Eli. Justin? Eli! 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 Tell him the mic was on. Yeah, your mic was on. <laughs> uh, How can Eli not win? He is the awesomest character there is. <laughs> Eli represents every single one of us. If he does not dominate this bracket in general, we're sad. That's all I gotta say. Oh. Eli would vote for Teal. <laughs> <laughs> he would! I'm changing my vote! <laughs> Did Teal'c you... like Star Wars. Yes, I'm changing it. You're changing it to Eli or Teal'c? To Teal'c like Star, uh, Star Wars. Didn't you vote for that originally? No, I voted for Eli. Uh-oh. <laughs> Eli has one Mike's, point now. Mike's <laughs> logic is so powerful. What am I going to say to that? Eli himself voted for Teal'c like Star Wars. <laughs> oh, man. Rob? I just ran out of beer, so I'm pissed. So, um, let's see. I voted for Teal like Star Wars last round and didn't vote for this next one. But I'm actually going to go with Eli Wallace. Um, he was my favorite character on SGU. And that is enough for me. As much as I like Teal like Star Wars, um, this is a Stargate episode podcast. Stargate, not Star Wars. So I'm going with Eli Wallace. A vote for Eli Wallace. Is anybody going to change it? Doesn't sound like it. And Teal Eli, 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 Eli. You already voted for Eli. I know. I'm trying to get everybody to change mine. <laughs> that doesn't usually work. <laughs> Teal You guys are sad. I just want to say that. You guys are sad. <laughs> you guys should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> you cannot stop that. Eli would have voted this way. Eli would have voted this way. No way Eli would have voted for Teal'c like Star Wars. He wouldn't have voted for himself. No, he wouldn't have. He would have voted yeah. for Teal'c no, like Star Wars. No, but if it would have been one of us against Teal'c like Star Wars, he would have voted for us because we represent him. <laughs> That's actually a good point. <laughs> it's a very good point. So, knowing that, does anybody want to change their vote to Eli Wallace? How many votes, how many votes is Eli away from winning? Just one. 
Come on, guys. Someone needs to change their mind. Man up. All right, all right. I, I, don't, I don't think I can vote for myself. <laughs> also a good point. Somebody, somebody you know, said they're changing their mind. Remember, uh, somebody's Teal Club Star Wars versus Teal Club's Donuts. It's a possibility guys, still. Guys, get over it. I already voted Eli. Wallace. Uh, but unfortunately, Tilk liking Star Wars is what's moving on. What, somebody said they had changed their mind As, nope. in that argument. I heard nope. someone say it was just Rob saying that he already voted for Eli. Okay. <laughs> so Tilk uh, moves on. Eli goes down, and we are sad. On to our next fight. It is Doctor Rush. Can't trust Doctor Rush versus the Furlings. And a meme. This one is yours. Furling. Uh, you know, even against against Rush, I, I find the Furlings a little bit more powerful with the mysterious aspect of their technology and culture and all that fun stuff. Um, plus, you know, let's face it, uh, this is definitely an instance where Eli would have voted for uh, the Furlings. <laughs> oh my god, that's not a new geek logic. Eli would have voted for it. Uh, <laughs> Furlings gets a point. Uh, Jared. Um, I do, of course, love the furlings, and I love that they're one of the major races and the whole background and all that stuff. But this, this is a serious SGU versus SG one kind of scenario. Um, I've got to go with Doctor Rush. The the Doctor Rush can't trust Doctor Rush. That storyline, the thing that that I think Stargate fans have difficulty embracing is the fact that Stargate Universe was true cutting-edge science fiction. I mean, it was pushing the envelope science fiction, whereas Stargate SG-1 is more of your family fair kind of, you know, safe kind of, oh, let's have dinner and watch Stargate kind of science fiction. Stargate Universe um, was bold in so many ways. And that storyline, I think, is just one of several instances that they were seriously trying to challenge the viewer, challenge themselves as writers, and, of course, they had the phenomenal Robert Carlyle playing that role. So I've got to go with Dr. Rush can't trust Dr. Rush. Dr. Rush can't trust Dr. Rush gets a point. Justin? I'm going to go with Dr. Rush can't trust Dr. Rush. And you guys are still sad for not voting for Eli. <laughs> Rob? Uh, I, think the furl I think of the furlings as tiny little furry things. And tiny little furry things are way cooler than Dr. Rush. Who hopeless? Who hopefully isn't tiny and furry? So I'm going with the furlings. Going with the furlings. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Mike. Uh, I I do think there is geek logic, and Eli would have voted for furlings, but then Rush would have talked him into changing his vote, uh, and Rush would win. And Doctor Rush can't trust Doctor Rush. Moves on. We are on to our next fight, Jared. This one is yours. It is Rodney McKay versus Pretense. Let's see here. We're going to go with Pretense because um, it actually is a really solid SG One episode. And it's strange to me that SG One is the only one here with like actual episodes on the represent. Well, I guess maybe Atlanta's had Vegas, but anyway, Pretense. Pretense gets a point. Justin? I'm going to have to go with Rodney McKay. He is possibly one of the greatest scientists in the Stargate universe. I still think that. 
second only. I mean, he's my favorite character, second only to Eli, because Eli is me. I am Eli. So, Dr. Roddy McKay it is. He rocks. Rodney McKay gets a point. Rob! Let's see. Um, Dr. Rodney McKay, he was the best character to come out of Stargate Atlantis, a character who lasted five seasons. He's way more impressive than a single episode, yet I actually put the episode on the list. Um, uh, I'm going to go with Rodney McKay, very reluctantly, so I hope everyone puts pretense through. <laughs> you should vote for pretense. <laughs> he's just preparing to change his vote. Okay, I see what he's doing. Mike, it is your vote. Uh, I will vote for Rodney because, uh, like I said, I haven't seen pretense. A vote for Rodney and Amin. Rodney, uh, yeah, Rodney, this I love him. And Rodney moves on. No. <laughs> yes, by quite a bit. Even if you change your vote, it wouldn't make any difference. Rodney would still make his way on through. <laughs> and we are on to our next fight, Justin. This one is yours. Uh, let's see, what is it? The Torment of the Tantalus versus You Are Captain Kirk. The Torment the torment of Tantalus versus You Are Captain Kirk. Like I said before, The tor Torment of Tantalus is a Foundation episode. It sets the stage for the four great races. It sets the stage for another one of my favorite episodes, The Fifth Race. I have to go with Torment of Tantalus. It's just a great episode. Uh, vote for the Torment. Rob? I put Torment and Tantalus on the list. Um, as I said last round, I love this episode. It is by far the best episode of Season 1. Um, there weren't too many great episodes in Season 1, but this one was really good. Uh, it even had Beckett in it, who was from SGA. So I'm going to go with Torment and Tantalus. Uh, vote for Torment and Tantalus. Mike? Yeah, uh, you know, I put the Captain Kirk line on there, and it was a fun line, and it, it did a lot, uh, communicated a lot, but it can't stand up against uh, a real kind of foundation mythology episode. I'll vote for the Torment of Tantalus. Amin! Torment! Torment! Now that I finally can remember which episode that was, uh... You know, one of the things that I liked about that episode was, well, once again, another moment that we get cheated. Because uh, apparently there was a lot more information in that in that altar temple slash building by the sea than what was able to go through the gate with the notes that they brought back from the, the other guy. Um, but, I don't know, it's still, it's still a, good, a good episode and it's fun to watch. So, yeah, tournament. A vote for the Torment of Tantalus. Jared, is it a clean sweep? Uh, I'm afraid it's going to be. It's going to be a clean sweep because, I mean, in addition to it just being a really good SG-1 episode, it again demonstrates the brilliance of Brad Wright bending over backward to tie this TV show with the movie uh, against the wishes of a producer who's trying to ignore his work. I, it's so awesome. Let's go with the Torment of Tantalus. And the Torment of Tantalus moves on in a clean sweep. We're on to our next fight. Rob, this one is yours. It is the Knox versus Explaining Mythology as Alien Encounters. The Knox, they were the one of the five great races. 
But sadly, since you guys decided to kill off the System Lords last round, um, spiting all this and going with the pansy ass Nox hippies. Go with that. <laughs> A vote for the Nox. <laughs> Mike? Uh, I will stick with the mythology. Like I said, it's one of my favorite parts of the show. A mean? You know what? Hippies suck ass in any, guy, uh, any galaxy. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with the. Who's the other people that we were voting for? <laughs> the mythology is alien encounters. Yeah. Plus, the mythology. The, you know, it's funny because mythology covered a lot of bases just in case they forgot anything. Um, but it, there is. There was one small little loophole that they didn't really explain, and there was one episode where SG-1 went back in time, and they ended up in Egypt right before the big revolt, but then they had to go back again, but they never really disclosed any of that later on, because it's like, it happened, but then it didn't happen. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with the mythology. Vote for mythology. Freaking hippies. <laughs> Jared? Oh man, how 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 can we not vote for you know a near naked Armin Shimmerman like standing behind the bushes with like the giant hair and the crook the crooked head and his peoples all surrounding him and yeah the Knox. Uh, vote for the Knox. It is all tied up and it comes down to you, Justin. I'm gonna have to go with mythology. Just because I think that is a cool aspect of the show, and I think the Knox are weaklings that refuse to help us and want to stay in their isolation ways. So, Hippies. mythology it is. And explaining mythology as alien encounters moves on to the next round. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Puddle Jumpers versus Window of Opportunity. Mm, I, will, uh, I will stick with Window of Opportunity. A vote for window of opportunity. I mean, yeah, th this is a, a no-brainer. Window of opportunity. I mean, there's so many potential. If you know, if the franchise ever comes back, on what could have happened or what did happen, you know, with Teal and uh, O'Neill during one of those many, many, many loops. I mean, he did learn. He did learn enough ancient to be able to read it. So you kind of have to wonder what else did he. Uh, want to learn, you know, besides bagging Carter, but, uh, yeah. It's going to be a window of opportunity. A vote for window of opportunity. Jared? This is one of those fights that drives me crazy because here we are, we got window of opportunity versus the Puddle Jumpers. And the Puddle Jumpers defeated something I adored last round. I adore Greer. Puddle Jumpers, for me, are the so what. And now it's up against something so colossal. This window of opportunity it's probably just going to get slaughtered in its clean sweep, and that's just going to bury Greer twice. I can't let that happen, so I'm voting Puddle Jumpers. <laughs> A vote for Puddle Jumpers. Justin? Wow. I love the Puddle Jumpers. Windows Opportunity is a great episode. I'm going to have to go with Puddle Jumpers. A vote for Puddle Jumpers. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Rob. I voted for Window of Opportunity last round. I don't think this round is going to be any different. Uh, this was the pinnacle of fun hilarity of SG-1. 
how can a piece of technology beat this amazing episode, which also had a great piece of technology, a time-traveling device that allowed you to repeat the day over and over again? Groundhog Day, anyone? I'm going Window of Opportunity. And Window of Opportunity takes the win. You're not in a clean sweep. Not in a clean sweep. You are right. Greer That's did right, it. Greer. That's right. <laughs> we are on to our next fight. Amin, this one is yours. It is the Destiny versus Daniel Jackson. Oh, please. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's kind of funny, actually, for this round, because Daniel Jackson would have enjoyed to be able to be on the Destiny. Like I said, if he would have popped up any time during universe, I think uh, he would have solved everything that had gone on. But then again, you know, that probably would have been Carter too. <laughs> oh well. But uh, yeah, I mean, it has to be Daniel Jackson. You know, this is a, a character that left, and people were outraged, and they campaigned to bring him back, and they had to bring him back. So I mean, that's how. That's really how how much of an important and powerful character he was to the Stargate mythology. So uh, Daniel Jackson. A vote for Danny Jackson. Jared? Okay, so uh, the example just given in this fight is the, the, the fan base and their demand for Daniel Jackson. This is where we got to take a moment and just appreciate how bizarre and how incredibly huge the Stargate fan base actually is. These guys are so prolific that they actually were able to, when they altered the title sequence, like around season 10 or whatever, um, the fans shook the fence loudly enough to get the original title sequence reinstated. These are guys you don't want to mess with. And these are the same guys that ensured that Stargate Universe was going to get canceled. So I'm going to have to vote against the fans because I love Stargate Universe so much. And I'm going to go ahead and say that if Daniel Jackson made it to the Destiny and Dr. Rush was there, Dr. Rush is the Garrick of Stargate. And I think he would have met with an accident. So I'm going to say Destiny. Uh, vote for the Destiny. Justin. Daniel Jackson is an awesome character. The Destiny is an incredibly awesome ship. I love Daniel, and I love the Destiny, but I'm going to have to go with the Destiny. It's just too awesome of a ship. Um, destiny it is. A vote for the Destiny. Rob. We have the Destiny, who is part of SGU, which I blame for the downfall of the franchise. Then we have Daniel Jackson, on the other hand, who is the greatest character on SG-1. He is the moral core of the series, and I love him in the manly way, of course. So I'm going with Daniel Jackson. A vote for Daniel Jackson. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Mike. Destiny. Destiny. <laughs> Destiny. It is your Destiny. You know, I have to vote for Daniel Jackson after you do that. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Daniel Jackson, Daniel Jackson, Daniel Jackson, Daniel Jackson. Um, I, uh, th this really is tough. I, w I was really hoping this would have been decided before it got to me. Because uh, on one hand, you do have this, this you know, iconic. Is that the first time we've used this iconic in, in an episode? Uh, in this one, yeah. Uh, iconic character. I mean, someone who who was there from the start. Um, you know, being kind of a, a nerdy character, he was a bit of a of an entryway point for for people, I think, as well. But um, you know, I 
I think I am going to go with the Destiny. Uh, it was that to me is one of the things that is was sad about uh, SGU ending early was I wanted to know more about this ship. I wanted to know more about the ship than the characters on the ship. And uh, I think that the ship was a great part of the, the mystique of the show. So um, it's going to move on. A vote for the Destiny. I would say, you know, I, I'm going to say this to you, Mike. You do realize, had you voted for Daniel Jackson, the next round probably would have been Dan Jackson versus Jack O'Neill. All right, I'll change my vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> oh, come on, we already know how that one's going to go. Then, uh, you know what, I'm not letting you change your vote, Mike. All right, fine, let's just move on. Yeah, the destiny moves on. On to our next fight. It is Teal Gloves Donuts versus Jack O'Neill. Jared, that one's yours. Oh man, this see this is what I'm appreciating about these brackets and how they're unfolding so far is that Teal's affinity for pop culture has two fighting chances, which is fantastic, and I think you know would be adequate best of Stargate. But this is Jack O'Neill, and it's really difficult for me because is it Jack O'Neill? The Kurt Russell version, where he's getting over the uh, death of his son, and by the end, he is, of that movie, he's embraced himself and is able to maybe become something more relaxed and more like Richard Dean Anderson, and I love all that stuff, and I wish that could have been Captain Archer. Um, I'm going to go with Teal Gloves Donuts. A vote for Teal Gloves Donuts. Justin. Teal for or. Teal Club's Donuts versus Jack O'Neill. How can you not vote for Jack O'Neill? He is the heart and soul of the Stargate franchise. He was, I mean, essentially, he, he just is the heart and soul of the franchise. I, I do love Teal's quotes, and I love Teal, but I'm going to have to go with Jack O'Neill. A vote for Jack O'Neill. Rob? You guys put donuts doing round one for some reason. I have no idea why. Um, I'm going with Jack O'Neill. Oh, vote for Jack O'Neill. I like how you're like, you guys did that. That wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> Mike? I am... Can... Sorry, there's a buzzer going off in the background here. Are you sure that wasn't a vibrator? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Um, I am going to vote for uh, Teal Gloves Donuts because, uh, you know, one of my favorite forms of geek logic is is creating interesting brackets. And since uh, since Daniel Jackson versus uh, Jack is uh, is not possible at this point, um, I will keep the dream of Teal Gloves Star Wars versus Teal Gloves Donuts alive and yes. vote for that one. <laughs> It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Amin. <laughs> Mike, Mike made a very uh, compelling argument there, so uh, he, he has me sold on that. Plus, I'm still inter oddly interested as to what that particular sound was when he first answered. It was a vibrator. Are you really sure you're going to put out Jack O'Neill for Teal Gloves Donuts? Teal Gloves Donuts is now making it to the finals. Yeah, but Jack would vote for Teal <laughs> okay yeah but who would Eli vote for he'd vote for Tilk liking donuts too yeah cause he likes donuts yep 
Uh, yeah, guys, you guys, I can't let you guys not go for Jack O'Neill right now. Come on, for real? What? For real? That's what it's seeming like right now. Hey, there's been oh worse. My God. There's been worse, trust me. I, I, I think it's adorable, though. <laughs> we, we, we've praised Jack O'Neill enough, right? Teal can go forward, can he? All right. Teal not as a character, but as a concept. <laughs> Teal Gloves Donuts is moving on. It's, this isn't even Teal we're talking about. We're nope. just talking about Teal Gloves Donuts is moving on. Yeah. It's... And he's beating <laughs> Jack O'Neill, the heart and soul of the franchise. I, I was actually <laughs> asking serious? you, Justin, Justin, I was asking your permission. Can, can it go that way or should I change my vote to Jack? You should change your vote to Jack. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do what Jack, uh, what Justin said because he was a Stargate podcast. I'm going to go ahead and change my vote to Jack O'Neill. <laughs> All right, Jack Thank O'Neill. You. Thank you very much. You know, honestly, I know nothing of Stargate. I know who Jack O'Neill is. And it shouldn't have been that close <laughs> at all. You know, you fantastic. do have to remember that Jack didn't even make it on this list initially, so he wasn't in anybody's top five. That was because I thought somebody else would vote for him. I wanted to get my top five on. <laughs> top six. You guys all got six. Either way. Yeah, but Jack O'Neill is on here, and he is moving on. We are on to our next fight. It is for a spot in the Final Four. We were just talking about Teal'c before, and he's back. It's Teal'c like Star Wars versus Dr. Rush. Can't trust Dr. Rush. Justin, that's yours. Oh, man. <laughs> Teal'c like Star Wars versus <laughs> Dr. Rush. Can't trust Dr. Rush. Um... I'm going to go with Teal'c like Star Wars. A oh, vote for Teal'c like Star Wars. It better not make it into the finals. <laughs> um, Rob? I feel like neither of these deserve to be here. I wanted the Furlings to win the last round. That would have put them here. Um, so despite Rush, who beat them out, I'm going with Teal'c like Star Wars, even though I voted against it last round. Down with Rush. A vote for Teal'c liking Star Wars. Mike? You know, uh, your It Better Not Make It Through really makes me want to vote for Teal'c. Uh, but since I've already lost my, teal, my Donuts versus Star Wars, um, I will vote with, with my heart, and that's uh, Dr. Rush Can't Trust Dr. Rush. A vote for Dr. Rush Can't Trust Dr. Rush. I mean... Oh boy, uh, this is a hard one. Gee, on. Oh, God. Uh, Teal. A vote for Teal liking Star Wars. And Jared. Uh, for me, it's. I mean, just so you guys know, these, these are two of my choices. Um, these are two things I love so much about Stargate. But when they're up against each other, I mean, do I like my Stargate funny or like my Stargate crazy? Like fucking crazy. Somebody go fucking crazy in Dr. Rush. A vote for fucking crazy in Dr. Rush, but Teal'c like Star Wars is into the final four. Wow. <laughs> Next fight is yours, Rob. It is Rodney McKay versus the Torment of Tantalus. I love, 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 love the Torment of Tantalus. It's an amazing, heartfelt episode. I put it on here. Daniel Jackson's lines and actions, they were flawless. Um, even the greatest character in Stargate Atlantis can't beat out this episode for me. 
I'm going with Torment of Tantalus. A vote for Torment of Tantalus. Mike? Uh, very, very tough choice here. You know, the mythology episode, one of the, the important episodes versus a, a great character. And, um, you know, it, it's kind of a toss-up, but uh, my gut just says Rodney. A vote for Rodney. Amin. Uh, Rodney versus the tournament, right? Um, hmm. uh, Rodney, you know, it's I, in, the, in the greater scheme of things, yeah, he's a much more enjoyable aspect. Well, or at least compared to the tournament of Talos. If they would have explored more stuff based off the tournament, that would have been awesome. And they probably would have beaten uh, Rodney, but uh, no, they didn't do that. Like, they did a lot of stuff. So uh, Rodney wins. Uh, vote for Rodney, but wasn't he Canadian? Uh, Jared. You can run some kind of strange word search through this podcast, this this episode of Geek Fights, and, and detect like the, the phrases never explained, never went back to, and they dropped that or whatever. I mean, that's popped up so much, and so much stuff has suffered because of it. But I'm saying right now, the Torment of Tantalus, is it can't be held to this kind of bizarre standard because Stargate doesn't go back and get all of it. And that's kind of cool about it. And truthfully, between this episode and that 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 uh that dude who isn't at all to me as cool as Dr. Rush and he's a scientist character, I'm going Torment of Tantalus. A uh, vote for Torment of Tantalus. It is all tied up and it comes down to you, Justin, for a spot in the final four, which one you got? Holy crap. I was like on pins and needles as this was going on. We have Dr. Rodney McKay versus the Torment of Tantalus. One of my favorite characters, one of my favorite episodes. As much as I love Torment of Tantalus, I'm going to have to go with Rodney McKay because he is awesome. He made Stargate Atlantis, and he's just awesome. I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. Plus, he's on my voicemail. Um, you know, he's awesome. Rodney McKay. And Rodney McKay makes it into the final four. We are on. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> we are on to our next fight, Mike. This one is yours. It is explaining mythology as alien encounters versus window of opportunity. Hmm, another tough one. Uh, I, I, I'll go with mythology. I have a feeling Windows is going to move on, but I'm going to vote for mythology. A vote for mythology. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny. I think the only mythology right now is what the hell that noise was when Mike responded a few moments ago. Uh, yeah, uh, it's not to be window of opportunity. I mean, that's one that you can watch over and over again, and actually, it's it's pretty good every single time. Um, the mythology aspect—they were thinning it out after the whole. Camelot Arthur or Arthur, Arthurian legend. They could have gone all sorts of ways, but then they kind of crapped out when they brought the whole religious aspect with the Alright, which were just like pretty much evangelists. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, with my other vote there, I guess. Window of opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Jared? Alright, um see here uh i like the uh, explaining of the alien encounter stuff i really do I, I love that i think i've championed that enough so far 
really spoke about it. But Window of Opportunity, I, I haven't given much much love to, and I'm just saying that I think it is one of the more brilliant episodes of Stargate, um, Stargate SG-1 in particular, so I'm going to have to vote for it here. A vote for Window of Opportunity. Justin. Wow. So what, what's the score out of curiosity? It's 1-3, it's right? It's only 1-2 right now. Oh, 1-2. Oh, window of opportunity versus the mythology. I'm going to have to go with the mythology, even though window of opportunity is an amazing episode. I love uh, the fact that Stargate's kind of around our mythology. So mythology it is. Explaining mythology as alien encounters gets another vote. It is all tied up and coming down to you, Rob. <laughs> mythology is lame in this fighting sense it has cut off so many of my favorites so far i voted for window opportunity in the in every round so far i think i love it window opportunity gets my vote again it's a fun episode mythology you just you piss me off okay and window of opportunity is <laughs> in the final four <laughs> For our last spot in the final four, Amin, this one is yours. It is the Destiny versus Jack O'Neill. Oh, come on. Come on. Yeah, that's... I'm sorry. You know, it, you know it, it's it's so obvious Jack would win because even Jack could control the ship because he does have the ancient gene. That's that's probably the, the best in geek logic you come in, come with that. Um, come on, you know, it's Jack O'Neill. You know, he's serious, he's funny, he's always against the man, but then he becomes the man, and he doesn't know how to deal with it, but then he stays as the man. And then afterwards, he just decides, oh, I'm going to retire and fish all day, but then he comes back again, really against his will, to help out on the, uh, <coughs> the Stargate Universe um, episodes. Um, but I like him. You know, Jack O'Neill's a lot of fun, and he's great, so Jack O'Neill. A vote for Jack O'Neill, a character that nobody put on the list, not even me, until the last possible second. Uh, Jared, this one, go right ahead. What do you have? Oh, man, this is actually, I think this is like one of the toughest fights on this bracket. I mean, and this is like, when you really boil it down, I mean, this is what I thought most of this was going to be, was going to be these kinds of hard choices. Um I mean, I love me the Jack O'Neill character. I mean, I, I love him all day. I think he's fantastic. I love what Richard Dean Anderson did with him. I love that um, it was kind of his big idea to kind of make him lighter. And I think it really, really worked. And I liked how he played off the group. And I really loved the episode when he was invisible, when he was written out of the show. <laughs> I love when they made that joke about him being invisible. All this stuff I love about Jack O'Neill. But I'm going to vote with the Destiny because... For me, I mean, a lot of this is a contest between um, what Stargate wanted to be and what Stargate's fans wanted to be. And I really want to side with Brad Wright and Cooper. And I wish I could have followed those guys all the way into a, a black hole or a burning sun, follow the destiny all the way to whatever it was going to be. I'm going to go with the destiny because I just thought it was that cool. And thank you for launching us, Jack O'Neill. Thank you for launching us. But I wanted the destiny to go forward. A vote for the destiny. Justin. Wow. Jack O'Neill versus the destiny. 
this awesome million-year-old ship versus one of the most awesome characters in Stargate. How do you decide between the two? I'm going to have to go with... I mean, I feel like I know Jack for the most part. He's amazing. But the destiny is still kind of a mystery. And a mystery I wish they would have been able to explore a lot more on Stargate Universe. Unfortunately, it got canceled. So I'm going to go with the destiny. I'll vote for the destiny. Um, who's next? Rob! I was going to go with Daniel Jackson this round. I have no idea how he hasn't moved on this far. Um, so I'm going to go with Dan. So I'm going to go with Jack O'Neill. You donut lovers, you. It's terrible. Uh, vote for Jack O'Neill. It is all tied up. Thumbs down to you, Mike. Where are you going? <laughs> wow. I keep getting these uh, these really fucked up ties. <laughs> um, you know, it. Uh, I think a lot a, a lot can be said. I think a lot of strange stuff can be said about the fact that Jack didn't make it on the list to begin with, then got beaten by donuts and only resurrected by basically a plea. Um, and, and, you know, strangely, I think this should be the, this almost should have been the final round because this is two, two viewpoints sort of battling against each other. The very, I guess a very classic Stargate versus the, the, the newer Stargate. And we know what won in that actual fight. Um, but you know, I, I really liked Stargate universe. I know a lot of people didn't, and I know it, it didn't click for people. And just looking at the, the breakdown of this list, um, I think, some of that that darkness, some of that mystery, some of that uh, un- unusual approach uh, really does deserve to make it through. So uh, I'm going to vote for the Destiny. A vote for the Destiny. And the Destiny makes it into the Final Four. It's our final spot in the Final Four. We've got Teal'c like Star Wars versus Rodney McKay and Window of Opportunity versus the Destiny. Jared, you get to take this one. It's Teal'c like Star Wars versus Rodney McKay. Okay, um, I, now I'm starting to regret the fact that Teal'c isn't on this list, um, because in a character versus character fight, I mean, I think it'd be pretty obvious, but I, I would go with Teal'c and, oh, who am I kidding, I'm going with Star Wars. Teal'c loves Star Wars. <laughs> Vote for Teal'c loves Star Wars. Justin? This is just hands down, it has to be Rodney McKay. Of for Rodney McKay, uh, Rob. I am appalled that Teal'c likes Star Wars is here right now. This is Stargate, not Star Wars. Rodney McKay gets my vote. I didn't vote for him last time. I voted for I voted for Tormented Tantalus, which was the best season one episode of SG One. But since Rodney versus Star Wars line, Rodney gets the vote. A vote for Rodney, Mike. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess saying the best part of Stargate is a reference to Star Wars doesn't say a lot about Stargate, um, but uh, I, you know I'm going to go for, for Rodney because, like I said, he's uh, he's my favorite character. A vote for Rodney McKay and Amin. Okay, so it's Rodney against Donuts. Is that what we're talking about? No, no, no. Yeah. Teal'c liking Star Wars, not donuts. Oh, well, Star Wars donuts. It's still pop culture. Um, <clears throat> against Rodney, 
Huh. <sighs> How many votes do they got? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> okay, well, you know, the, Rodney was interesting only because he's the smartest character by far. Dr. Yeah, Rush. So, uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's he would he would have been smarter than Rush only if it wasn't for the fact that he was still sexually frustrated because he couldn't get it on with Carter. Let's let's face it, that's 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 out there. Um, Rush was just tormented by everything that happened with his wife. But Teal'c, like, yeah, <laughs> uh, in, in Star Wars, you know, it's owed to a really big pop culture phenomenon. He also loves it, which also gives it like this whole you know, very literal universal appeal. Uh, you know, but in the end, it kind of falters. So I'm going to have to go with uh, Star Wars. A vote for Teal'c like Star Wars, but luckily, Rodney McKay moves on. Yay! <laughs> and just- wait, wait, wait. I, I thought I'd define this as, as, you know, it's more than just the line, right? I mean, this no, is about Teal'c interacting with our culture. I mean, I defined it right, right? Yeah, you did, you sure. did. You did. Okay, okay. Other right. people just defined it differently. <laughs> it's actually a lot deeper, guys. It's very deep. But Rodney McKay does move on. And he is the only character that's on all three shows, isn't he? Or, or did uh, O'Neill appear on all three, too? O'Neill was on all three. Okay. Well, he's the other character that's been on all three. But didn't Ma- yeah, but I thought McKay also did show up, didn't he? Or- yeah, he's in there. In, in Universe? Yeah, he's in Universe. He's near the end. Okay, so so it's only O'Neill and McKay were the only two that went all all three. All three. Well, wait, Carter was on all three too. Carter was never on Universe. Yes, she was. She yes, was she in was. the first episode. Was she in the yep. first episode? Holy she shit! Was? She was on her ship. Yeah, she was trying to blow shit up. Yeah, that's right. And she was. And but she then was in that case, in that case, then uh, Jackson is also in the first episode because wasn't that he in the video explaining? Oh, stuff? you're right. It you're was. Right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> See, it was a great show. Let's see, uh, for our next spot in the finals, Justin, this fight is yours. It is Window of Opportunity versus The Destiny. An awesome episode versus an awesome ship. I think I've voted against Window of Opportunity every time. And I love the Destiny. I'm, I'm going to have to stick with my gut on this one. I'm going to go with the Destiny, even though Window of Opportunity is a great episode. A vote for the Destiny. Rob. Window of Opportunity is an amazing episode. It combines hilarity with science fiction in the, in the perfect way. It's beautifully done. Everyone can remember it. The Destiny is a freaking ship on the show that made it so there could be no more SG-1 and SGA movies. Window of Opportunity gets my vote. A vote for Window of Opportunity? You cannot blame Surrogate <laughs> Universe for not having any more movies. He can totally do that. Yes, I can. It's, it's up to... He can say that. That's fine. Mike? Um... The Destiny. Uh, vote for the destiny. I mean, okay. So, what was the argument that because of universe that that was the reason that it's all be canceled? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's hard, but I I have I have to feel for that for that comment because it's all, almost almost let's say ten percent true. Um, but in a way, it isn't 
I think what, what happened with the universe was universe. I think if universe would have popped up before or right in the beginning of Battlestar Galactica, it would have had a running chance. But because people kept referring to like, oh, it has elements of Battlestar Galactica. Oh, it's just as dark as Battlestar Galactica. Yada 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 yada. Galactica bullshit. Blah 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 blah. That didn't help. Because then they were like, oh, I already saw Galactic. I don't want to see another damn space drama show. <sighs> you know, that, 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 that didn't work. Now, it could work now because there's this whole rumor mill going around where they're supposed to be in, in, in what stasis for like three or four years that they might actually bring back Universe in three or four years. I don't know if it's true, but whatever. Um, but, uh,. You know, I totally forgot. What about this way to vote again? <laughs> the fight is Window of Opportunity versus the Destiny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Forgot, fuck it. You know, Window of Opportunity. A vote for Window of Opportunity. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Jared. Window Opportunity, um, when, when I was first invited to be on this show, and they were asking, okay, now what are your favorite things in Stargate? Um, window Opportunity was like, you know, the first thing I thought of, you know, right after the, the radness that is Dr. Rush. So, of course, I had to put it on the list. Um, but I didn't know the name of the episode. I didn't know. I just knew it was the Groundhog Day episode. So I had to Google search Groundhog Day Stargate to get the actual episode so I wouldn't come on to the list looking like a total tool. Now it's up against, um, like, one of the last vestiges of, of SGU, um, which I think is a fantastic symbol. Um, the destiny being here is... is fantastic i'm just I'm so happy to see that it got this far because i was convinced that sgu would be put out in the first round by everybody because i don't i don't even know why i'm just saying that that's what i thought was going to happen the fact that it's here i'm very very happy for and i'd like to see it go into the final round i'm going to go with stargate universe because i think stargate universe was um, an ambitious science fiction show i know it was influenced by battlestar galactica but unlike battlestar galactica there is nothing on SGU I would like to see changed. I'll embrace the weirdness that they did with Chloe. I'll embrace everything that they did on that show. It was all bold. It was all a really good choice. And none of it was Jesus Christ is Tara Starbuck. So I'm going to go with SGU. Thank you. A vote for the destiny. And we've got our final fight. Yay! It is Rodney McKay versus the destiny. And our first fan gets to go first. Rob, which one you got? Uh, Rodney McKay is the best character that came out of Stargate Atlantis. He was funny and a leading man and played great off of Shepard. He didn't even make the list. Destiny, on the other hand, I had voted against every single freaking round. Don't do this to me. Destiny must go down. Rodney McKay is better than a single ship. He has had so much to do in Atlantis and always pulls off the incredible. At least most of the time. Um, Ronnie McKay, all the freaking way. SGU can't win this fight. It lasted two seasons. A vote for Rodney McKay. Mike? Um, yeah, I think I'm going to vote for, for Rodney also. Uh, as much as I did like Stargate Universe, uh, ultimately it did... It did fail to appeal to a lot of the existing fans, and it it failed to appeal to new fans. Um, maybe it's something that that will click 
over time. Uh, you know, that happened with a lot of, of Star Trek as well. Um, but ultimately, since it's still fairly new and fairly recent, um, you know, it's, it's, it's too early to tell what its, its long-term impact is uh, other than just being, you know, called for better or worse to show that killed Stargate. Uh, whereas, you know, Rodney, his his impact uh, certainly has been felt, and he's definitely a a key character. And you know, for me, as much as I liked the the darkness of Stargate Universe, by the time it came on, I felt I had seen that really way too much in in science fiction already. I think uh, the influence of Galactica went too far too fast, and uh, and I really missed the the lightness and the humor that Stargate had before. I mean, that's one of the things I liked about the franchise as a whole. I'll vote for Rodney McKay. Uh, let's go with Jerry here. Okay. Um, so, uh, Stargate Universe is being um, toted as the, uh, the show that killed Stargate. It's being argued by some on the panel that this is uh, why there's no more Stargate. SGU, you screwed it up. SGU, you're terrible. But what is the other crime? What is the Atlantis crime where you're just all right enough to stop at five seasons so another show can take over? What is that crime? Is that crime not going to get called out? I mean, come on, guys. SGU was a bold, new approach to Stargate. And yeah, it was influenced by uh, Battlestar Galactica, Lost, whatever you like. Um, but truthfully, that is the genius of it. But I don't even want to talk about that. I want to talk about this character versus this ship. Destiny, the Destiny, is a fantastic concept. It's a fantastic idea. It's born out of the mythology. It goes forward. It brings together so many awesome ideas. And you know what else it brings? Real science fiction with real science. I mean, struggling with how to keep the oxygen going. You know, uh, what is this formula where you need to get lime? You know, and going up against, like, an actual, you know, quasar. And what is the science involved in that? I mean, that is all so fantastic. I mean, it was never all right at the end of the day. And it wasn't, like, fixed by a bunch of people that just looked like humans. They rarely encountered aliens. That's how far out they were. And that's how science fiction they were. I love that. And I wish it could have gone further because it was a real science fiction show. Not like Battlestar Galactica that was, like, pretending to be a science fiction show. It was actually incorporating ideas of science and action and drama. And so I got to go with Stargate Universe. The Destiny. A vote for the Destiny. Justin. Wowzers. Final battle. Rodney McKay versus the Destiny. Both of which I basically voted for all the way through. I don't know what to do. I love the ship. I love Rodney. You could always put it off on a mean and vote for the ship and tie it up. <laughs> Thanks, Steven. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Rodney. He's he's my hero. I mean, I, I love Rodney. He just rocked. A vote for Rodney McKay and a mean. Hey, what's what are the votes right now? You're the last vote, and I didn't say it's all tied up. Oh, okay. All right. Um. So let me see. We got McKay against Destiny. Yep. Uh, since it is a best of Stargate, and you know, let's face it, people are gonna re listen to this and they're gonna 
few probably new viewers, new listeners. They're going to be like, who the hell is Rodney McKay? Uh, what the hell is a destiny? Let's face it. Rodney McKay is definitely going to be more of a hook for a lot of people when they hear this than destiny. Come on. You know, he has he's a great character. He has lots of quirks. He shows up in all three spinoffs. So, you know, my vote's pretty obvious. It's going to be, um, you know, destiny. You're going with the destiny, but Rodney McKay is the best of Stargate of all time this week until we do it again, maybe in a year and a half. I don't know. You know how we do this stuff. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, Check out Babcock D for new movie news and lots of contests. For all your DVD needs, check out DVDgeeks.tv. Need Star Trek? Who doesn't? Look no further than Subspace Communique and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. Special thanks to, goes to Karen for being our web presence. Check out what she's doing on the Geek Fights Tumblr with Chris Mitchell. He does occasionally do some guest blogging over there, too. And, of course, Jared Formby for the pimped-out intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at HeyStarTrek.net. Well, I'd also like to thank our guests for joining us. Does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Rob? Nothing at all. <laughs> Nothing at all. That works for me. I mean, um, yeah, September sixth, code name Geronimo. Buy it so I can get rich and buy all sorts of crap I don't need. Thanks, <laughs> Jared. Yeah, I'd like to uh, plug something called Stargate Universe. <laughs> Just Stargate <laughs> Universe. Go out, watch that shit. That's that's all Jared's saying. Except for the really bad episodes in the middle, because they did get kind of convoluted. I didn't like it then. They did not. A little bit. I, I wouldn't change a single word on Stargate Universe. Oh, I could I, read you a laundry list on Battlestar Galactica. I can read you a laundry list there, too, but Chloe and Soldier Boy really annoy the fuck out of me. It might be, it might be Karen's influence, mind you, but... Uh, those two do really annoy me. Yeah, but didn't you love the ending, though? Oh, yeah, I actually do like the ending a lot. I like how Fantastic. I, I like the fact that it's like, well, and it, the 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 right choice was made there. It was like, well, it's either, uh, what's, what's the name of the colonel? I can't remember the name, or Rush. And it's like, Colonel well, Young. Colonel Young is either going to just die, or Rush is going to fix things. And the, the other compromise, which neither of those two thought of, but Eli did, was amazing. When Eli was like, no, it's got to be me. I have the, the, the possibility of fixing it, and you know I'll do the right thing if I can't. Whereas, you know, you don't know if Rush will do the right thing, and you don't want the Colonel, Colonel Young to die. It was beautiful. I loved it. But enough talk about that. Justin, you have to <laughs> plug your show. All right. I'd like to plug my show, The Fifth Race, a Stargate podcast at thefifthracepodcast.com. And also, I'd like to plug the Star... Uh, excuse me, the Stargate rewatch on GateWorld at GateWorld.net. Yes, that comes up next week. Next week you get to do that. And it's going to take a year and a half to rewatch all of Stargate. I believe they're watching five episodes a week. Isn't that what's going? how it's working? Basically a season a month. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> it's going to take a year and a half to do it all. And I just, just got to clap that up because... I don't know. If it would, well, no, it would take a little bit longer to do all that. We'll do it like that with Star Trek, but wait, would it? But that's all like SG One, Atlantis, and Universe. Yeah, yeah. Wow, 
it's a year and a half if you do a season a month. Yeah. Mike, you have stuff to plug. Uh, yes, I do. You can find me on the Zod Complex podcast and the uh, We Can Geek YouTube show, both of which you can find at ZodComplex.com. Uh, you can check us out at GeekFights.net, where we have uh, lists of show ideas and brackets and uh, and hopefully more stuff over time. <laughs> Don't forget to rate and review yeah, us on sure. iTunes and the Zoom Network, or like us on Facebook. Uh, if you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com or at geekfights on Twitter. That's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks! Our upcoming fights, let's see, what are they? I'm going to look at the Magic Ball. It is Best Puppet next week, and after that is Best Weapon, which are going to be two fun episodes. Any and all ideas are welcome. I'd like to thank everybody again for listening. Until next time. Keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. This is a wrap right back to Zach on Attack of the Show on G Count 4 TV. Been watching since Leo Laporte. I love you all. Way to go. A double T A C K. This is Rodney M. from Meredith McKay. I'm a slug white nerd with catches, and I'm here to say my hat is off to Zach, the country rapping TV DJ. Because Zach was out on the interweb, and there he rhymed. Next thing you know, he's on Atlantis, and it's a moaning time. He is sweating. He's freaking. Perfect performance. He was speaking because he was acting for the day here on Stargate Atlantis. That's SGA. SG-1 has got the movies. Atlantis is all go-go. What about having me on Attack of the Show? Snarking, sarcastic, rude, and bombastic. Hubris, not humility, for McKay and his ability to talk, to speak, and the techno geek. So just watch the show, because everybody should know that Sci-Fi Fridays are the way to go. So while you're out on the web, better check me out at adogsbreakfastmovie.com. That's where it's all about, because I've got a mutt and a movie coming out in the fall. I'm with Zach on Atlantis, we're having a ball. So thanks for the cameo, the Atlantis rapping stereo, to different worlds you dare to go. Be polite, invite McKay on Attack of the Show. Mm-hmm. G4 TV. Peace be in the galaxy. Ooh. Everybody ready? Sure. Okay, so hang on. I, I For the new guy that has the question. Yeah. Okay, so who... who, who uh, you guys obviously have an order, and I heard I go after Jared, so can somebody say something so I know who I'm going after so I can recognize the voice? Or if I screw up, can somebody say, hey, Justin? Oh, no, Jared? no, I'll, I'll yeah. just say it's your turn. Uh, okay. Yeah, I got actually, you. as... Uh, was it the last... The last episode, Brian was like, I don't pay attention. I just wait till I hear Damon say, Brian? Yeah. And then I talk. Yeah, so you, you don't really have to pay any attention to anybody else, what anybody else says. Because as everyone knows, you're right. <laughs> it's just the right, way it so works. If, if somebody says something I totally disagree with, can I jump in and be like, you're retarded? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you okay. Can. Yeah. All right. Is there anything that I can't do? No. You okay. can swear. You can swear. Um, um, you can be racially and culturally insensitive. Yeah. Um, misogynistic. Yeah. Uh, you can call anybody you want a cunt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, you can vote for the Nazis all the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, I don't think there's there's too many lines uh, we haven't crossed. <laughs> We've all we cross them all the time, and they're like, "Oh shit, I can't believe." That. Okay, <laughs> so I'm good then. Yeah, you can be completely inappropriate. It makes no difference to us. <laughs>